Welcome to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ and Raj. Hey there. We got Zach coming a little bit later. He's driving home from work as we speak. And uh, he's just going to pop in, hopefully, at some point here. But we're Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. You can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. We got a Fantasy Hockey Discord. You're more than welcome to join. And let's get into it. This is the week preview. So we're looking at next week's schedule trying to find our best like waiver wire ads try to exploit the schedule a little bit get you you know five to ten extra games played that's the name of the game injuries first off it was a big week for injuries and it's just the first week and man i forgot about this part of fantasy hockey how this felt at least patrick line a three to four weeks with an elbow strain justin danforth went up to the top line it worked they experimented with it um cole sillinger was on the power play uh, in his place I don't know. Like at this point, who would you be more interested, Sillinger or Danforth? Well, I mean, if you got to find a, a replacement like that, the fact that's that's just sad. I don't even want to pick a player. I'm just too sad about that line not happening. We had so much build up about it. There's four or more weeks of build up. I know, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know to be honest. I mean, I'm quite curious about that undrafted 29 year old who seems to be fitting in but i don't honestly know that i if i had to replace line i don't know that i would be looking at columbus yeah i think i was gonna say like out of house replacements is is the right way you know we we all had one here zach's was martin nietzsche's i think that's a really good place to start nietzsche's has just been on fire this feels like robert thomas all over again it feels like the start of what happened with robert thomas last year where Although know, the, the year that I finally admit that I'm out on him, he's going to go ahead and pop off. So I am definitely going to start walking back the takes I had this summer about Martin Nietzsche's. And uh, I mean, in a top six role, it's it's hard not to like this kid. He's widely available, 26% rostered at the time we were taking these notes. You got to take a look at Nietzsche's and then yours. I'm a big fan of your replacement winger here. I've been saying for like the one year. four years now, yep. Konechny is the guy. He's going to be a big deal. And uh, then I sat him today because he was playing the Canucks. And of course, he continued to produce. So I'm down with Konechny. Uh, he's relatively undrafted. Uh, I believe he's under 30%. 24, I think it was. You're right. No, 27 was Martin Nietzsche's. Okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, he's he's available in the off season. I was kind of soft hoping that uh, the whole Tortorella thing was going to work out with him. And two games in, he is on a 170-point pace or something. Uh, he's got is... four, four points through two games. So does Martin Nietzsche's. Um, I mean, both these guys are killing it uh connectney's got the absolute fight in him yeah. uh, i don't know what tortorella's got going on with this with his team i don't know if he's gaslighting them into thinking that they're a good team i don't know but it's it something's working you know we haven't yeah. had the hardest uh you know schedule so far no offense to vancouver or anything it's not like we're playing colorado's yet you know what i mean so um there's there's going to be a reality check at some point i'm joking in the discord that we're going to go two and eighty for this season. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to make of it. People are starting to freak out about Hart. You know, am I adding this guy? It's two games. He's owing or two and oh at this rate, but we just, we really need to reality check. Maybe like tempers are very high. Emotions are very high here at the beginning of the season. I always just try to remind myself, just remember like Buffalo and San Jose last year, right? Where the came out hot first, what two, two weeks, just like, leading the league and scoring and keeping pace with all the big boys and then oh yeah then we'll realize that we're terrible but i do i do honestly think that philadelphia in the last two years has been worse than they should be i mean they've just had bullshit injuries and crazy like carter hart going from like vesna projection to all uh, totally unrosterable it's i don't think they're gonna be in the um 
Connor Bedard sweepstakes or anything. I think they're a little bit better. I don't think this, uh, you know, 160 point pace for Konechny and things like that is going <laughs> to sustain. But I do think, right, yeah, I do think they're better than they've seen and definitely better than I've joked over the last couple of years for sure. So I'm not totally surprised. I, it's just on paper, like New Jersey, on paper, New Jersey's a better team than Philadelphia. That's a win for Philly. Vancouver. That's a better team than Philadelphia. That's a win for Philly. It it doesn't make sense. So I, I don't know how much I'm buying into it. What I do like is Konechny, like more than I would like a Carter Hart. There's more of a safe floor when it comes, like just Jesus, the the floor on a, any given goalie. Look at what's happening across the league. Marc-Andre Fleury giving up like 17 goals in two games and, you know, Vasilevsky here and Soros is having a rough night against Dallas right now. Like there is, there's people freaking out. And then the, the guys that you don't think are doing well. It's like Craig Anderson's got a pretty reputable save percentage. Jake Allen's got a pretty reputable save percentage, and he's one and one. the The beginning of any season is ripe for goal scorers, and that means things are going to be bad for goalies. So these are the goalies that you drafted. You got to give them a little bit. Uh, but there are, when we get into the storylines here, there are a couple goalie storylines worth talking about. We're still talking about Patrick Line, his injury. Uh, my replacement winger is Oliver Bjorkstrand. You know, we've got Connecting, we've got Nietzsche, we've got Bjorkstrand. Uh, Bjorkstrand only two points through two and a half games. There's another game going on right now. But what he did have is nine shots through two games and pretty good minutes. So I'm not mad about that. He played over 21 in his first game. I really didn't expect Anaheim Seattle to be that much fun of a game. <laughs> right? <laughs> it sounds terrible, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Seattle's actually something so far. So this trio of wingers, Konechny, Nietzsche, Bjorkstrand, uh, who would you be taking first? Well, um, I don't think any of them are bad choices. I do. I mean, I'm all over Konechny. I've been, you know, I, I got to take him while he's hot. I think I like the stability of Martin Nietzsche. I, I guess what I should say is I like the stability of Carolina. Like, I think they're a good team. And I don't think, you know, the way Nietzsche is playing Rod Brindamore has no reason to move him out of the lineup at this point, so uh, or down the lineup even. So, um, Konechny not far behind, but I, I'm just afraid that it's a that's a flash in the pan, just because I don't trust Philly, even though I'm a Flyers fan. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bjorkstrand as a as a third option there. All right, next up is Matt Murray. Who'd have thunk it, huh? He um. Minimum four weeks LTIR with an abductor injury. This is the, what, seventh time in five years that he's gone on LTIR. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's Ilya Samsonov's. He's got the reins. Uh, He pulled out a win tonight against Ottawa. You know, kind of a, it was an okay game. You know, a couple softies, but is what it is. Let's talk about replacement goalies. I guess we got to, kind of got to have to. I don't know. Should we start with Carter Hart? (laughs) Oh, you can. You can start with Carter Hart, yeah. He's going to be the hot topic, and clearly he's better than Thatcher Demko, so I think this is a good place to start. I think he's 100% going to have a better season than Thatcher Demko. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, can't, that can't be right. No, I don't honestly think that's the case, but, I mean, fuck, he's been great so far. I haven't looked, uh, well, I shouldn't say I haven't looked, but I don't remember their their upcoming schedule this week. It's actually pretty decent, and they got two back-to-backs, so... Who's that, Philly? Yeah. yeah. Philly's got Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Saturday, Sunday. So there's, yeah, there's plenty. Uh, Monday, Tuesday has a bunch of back-to-backs. I think it's Anaheim, Boston, LA, and Vancouver to start the week. Um, and then you can just, like, dance your way through the, through the rest of the schedule. Well, let's talk about replacement level goalies for somebody that might be rostering Matt Murray. I think the obvious answer is go out and check if Samsonov is out there, but people were kind of onto this one before it even happened. I, I, where is Samsonov's ownership? Yeah, I think this was uh, probably the most predicted injury in history. You know, they pr- pretty much made him this Toronto made him the starter before the season began. And everyone, I think, as far as I can remember, Samsonov's ADP was higher and his ownership yep. higher. Um, 81% and, and Matt Murray is less, notably less. Yeah. So I think everybody kind of saw this one coming. 
which never usually works out, but this one was so predictable, it totally just happened. It happened. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna rock through some below fifty percent goalies here. Um, the ones that really stand out: Vitek Vanacek. Uh, Blackwood had a really poor showing against Philadelphia. Vanacek, um, you know, he still got a loss tonight against Detroit, but you know, another year of uh, New Jersey goaltender woes. What do you say here about um, about Vitek? Similar to Philadelphia, I think he's he's a reasonable goalie, but I just don't I don't know that the team's going to get you the wins. I think they're an exciting team. I just don't know how much they're going to win. So that would be my only hold up on him. I mean, there are a few a few options. I don't know. I don't. I just the New Jersey thing. It sounds like a no. It, it really I, sounds like a no. It 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 is for me. It's a no. I don't want to. I don't want to get everyone to swear off him or anything. But I just to me, New Jersey just it seems like a volatile team that could win five in a row and then you know give up seven goals or something. Not by not being the goalie's fault. So I just I'm a little apprehensive towards towards that. The next name, and I'm with you, like uh, VTech. I mean, if you got to, you got to, right? You got to go when you got to go. So if you got to go on VTech, go for it. But uh, Jake Allen being the next one up, I kind of like him a little bit more than VTech Vanacek. Montreal, I'm not trying to say they're good or they're, you know, playoff bound or anything like that, but Jake Allen's just chugging pucks right now. I don't know where you at. You would take Jake Allen before VTech? I honestly would, you know. Volume. He's going to get it. Weird to say, but yeah, I mean, I don't, again, I don't see Montreal like lasting all season long, but they are off to a good start, better than I I thought they would play the entire season. 500 hockey, baby. That's so good for Montreal right now. So I think (laughs) like, I think uh, he's reasonable and, you know, get him while they're pseudo hot, because I guarantee you they'll probably be a 40 game stretch where he's unrosterable. But for now, I, I, I do like uh, Allen better, actually. Me too. Yeah, I'd be right there with you. My next suggestion was going to be Philip Grubauer, but Seattle's three games into their season. Martin Jones has two of the starts. Grubauer only has one. That is weird. Uh, you know, Grubauer making it was it's quite a bit, but now you're getting unseated. You know, it's three games in, so I don't want to overreact at all. You look like the 1B to Martin Jones, buddy, and that's not something you want on your resume. Ouch. Uh, would you be interested in 29% Philip Grubauer or Martin Jones, who I can only assume is like 1% rostered? Three. <laughs> okay, 3%. What if you I, took the over, you'd be right. Okay. What I do like about Seattle goalies this week is the schedule because they have several off nights, so... You could, in theory, run three goalies if you're this week if you were really trying to make up goalie stats, um, and Seattle would allow you to do that because they've got those nice off nights. So I would think of them as sort of like uh, if you're really trying to catch up on goalie stats. I don't have a ton of faith in Seattle again, but uh, I do like the fact that it's off night goalie starts if they don't work out you probably have someone playing on a heavy night. So you could kind of pick them up without dropping anybody or even pick up a couple of guys to get those uh, games played in. So I like Seattle because of the schedule. I don't really like either goalie, but yeah, that's where I'm at with them for sure. Seattle, no back-to-backs next week. So it's going to be a coin toss. We'll find out who uh, who gets it. I might go Grubauer. You know, three games in, I think they're just letting them breathe at this rate, uh, or maybe just seeing what they have in Martin Jones. But when we talked to Kevin Woodley, uh, you know, he said, don't be surprised if Martin Jones starts pulling for 50% of the 50% of the starts. And we might be seeing that uh, right now. I like Jake Allen, maybe the best. Uh, there's a couple other guys that I just want to throw at you. Carol Vimelka, uh, just seeing ungodly like volume <laughs> and it's barely key. Like our listener leagues are pretty friendly towards goalies. He is barely, treading water like what is it 37 saves five goals allowed tonight he got me negative 0.1 tonight barely treading water yeah yeah it's tough i mean anybody anybody on that team is i don't care who's who's playing i don't want it so i said i was going to throw a couple names at you it's carol vomelka craig anderson and uh i guess even mackenzie blackwood is out there at this point, but UPL Ukapekalukanen got um, the nod for Buffalo's game. 
So it doesn't look like Eric Comrie is going to be the answer there. So I think what we're left with is, you know, San Jose goalies, Arizona goalies, uh, New Jersey goalies. I mean, this is what you expect when uh, when you're mining the waiver wire for goalies. Is there anybody that stands out to you more so? Well, and I mean, this is exactly exactly my soft argument against zero G is like I'm we're going through the guys you can pick up right now and. She's rough, Jim. I don't know. Like, I don't know <laughs> who you want here. Everybody's a crapshoot. Obviously, if any goalies were relatively uh, consistent or relatively, you know, good, I can say that, they would be, they're probably taken. Um, so this is the negative thing about zero G, which is kind of why I do put the extra value on the, the Seattle goalies this week because they have the off nights. So then... You know, when you're playing zero G, you got to expect that at least half the time it's not going to work out at, at best, right? So, yeah, there's a lot of growing pains for sure. But as soon as you get the guy, you know, if you do wind up finding a Huso or, yep. uh, you know, something like that, you're you're in the gold. If if that happens, that's great. That's that's it. All right, we are we are still in the injury thing, so I'm going to blow through the rest here. Mike Matheson out eight weeks. Chris Weidman was on power play one there. Nick Schmaltz lower body. Should be pretty. Uh, he should be back in action pretty soon. Lawson Kraus was on the top line for the time being. Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen undisclosed did not play. Owen Tippett is day to day with an upper body injury. Andre Kasha, man, another concussion. You you really have to just feel for this guy and that man. Another one. It sucks. Johnny Marchessault was questionable with a lower body injury. So Marchessault did play today. Good to go. Uh, Mark Stone was questionable, undisclosed. He was injured on Thursday against the Blackhawks while taking a block. Stone is playing. He's got one shot so far. Matt Grizzlick is skating again. Could be back as soon as next week. So a lot of folks are in on this Hampus Lindholm, you know, power play one. Jim Montgomery is a different coach than Bruce Cassidy, but Bruce Cassidy in the past leaned on Matt Grizzlick quite a bit, uh, you know, for long periods of time over Charlie McAvoy. So I wonder if... Jim Montgomery sees potentially the same potential there with him. So uh, just heads up for anybody that's rostering Hoppus Lindholm. Matt Grizzlick might be the guy on power play. Heads up, everybody. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on Matt Grizzlick. Uh, Jake DeBrusque also day-to-day with an upper body injury. Craig Smith moved to the top line over there. Whew. All right, storylines, buddy. Um, Travis Sanheim signed an eight-year deal, 6.25, identical to Mackenzie Wieger's contract. Quick question, Raj. Who would you rather have, Mackenzie Wieger or Travis Sanheim? Uh, I'll take Mackie Weegs for a thousand, Alex. Um, yeah, for sure. Surprisingly, that's the correct answer. All right, Flyers have been doing good, uh, which is weird. We talked about that a little bit at the top. <laughs> they smoked Blackwood. Uh, you know, the Vancouver game tonight was a pretty good one. But what stood out the most to me outside of Travis Konechny is Ivan Provrov, who has just been like he looks pissed. When he's playing, and I feel like pissed Provorov is uh, is a good Provorov. Um, in his first game, five hits, ten blocks, two assists, three shots on goal, twenty two minutes time on ice. Uh, and tonight, I, I think he got a power play assist, uh, four hits, one block, six shots, twenty three forty one time on ice, and he's fifty one percent rostered. So if you're looking for potential D. I like, I like Provorov, which is weird to say. Like he he took over on power play two for Igor Zamula, so he's seeing a little bit of power play time. Um, he's not going to unseat Tony D, but I don't know. These peripherals are hard to ignore. Flyer scoring goals is hard to ignore. Um, I'm in. I like it. Yeah, it's weird to say. I like it too. A couple weird things for goalies here was that Olmark got the first start in Boston over Swayman, had an okay game, you know, 943, two goals allowed. Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Anderson started for Buffalo. He had a good game. Ukapakalukinen gets number two. There's no Comrie so far. And here, I mean, this Battle of Alberta is pretty good. Uh, hmm. I'm I'm almost upset that I missed that Minnesota-LA game, but uh, Battle of Alberta, it's hard to pass up. Tyson Berry still on power play one. Evan Bouchard had 12 seconds of power play time on ice in the first game, which was fourth amongst Edmonton D-men. So we're still patiently waiting for Evan Bouchard here. Kalen Addison had a point tonight, seeing a ton of power play time. 
didn't have a shot. Uh, he's not really putting up a bunch of stats yet, but uh, finally got finally got himself a uh, a point. And Marc Andre Fleury looks really bad. What do you say to Marc Andre Fleury owners right now? Uh be patient. He's not yeah, that bad. So he's Marc Andre Fleury, and Minnesota's not that bad. It's just a rough start. That's all. Uh, that's that's my bad, anyways. I want to chalk it up to like you know he's an older goalie. There might be a little more rust on him than usual. But then I look at Craig Anderson's game. And I'm like, well, if he can do it, yeah. So, I don't know, I, but I do think you need to be patient. Like they're throwing things at the wall right now. They changed up the top six mid game, so I don't know, they're 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 gonna be working on it. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about uh, Mark Andre Fleury drastically changing who he is at this point. By low, baby, by low. First by low of the season. Uh, Elmer Soderblom. <laughs> I don't want to get too much into him until uh, we really like start to see stuff from this guy. But uh, six foot six, two hundred and twenty. This is a BFG, a certified BFG. Uh, one goal on five shots in the season opener. Under thirteen minutes time on ice. He was a. Sixth round pick in 2019, he's 21 years old, made it impossible to ignore him at camp this year after playing in Frolunda in the SHL, where he put up 21 goals on two and a half shots a game, 21 goals to 12 assists. So he's looking like he's got a nose for the net. Uh, what do you got on Elmer Soderblom here? Uh, well, he's huge. That's a thing. Uh, oddly enough, not the only Soderblom in the league. Man, he's... Uh huge <laughs> there's not much more you can say about the guy that f- the first game was impressive with five shots and in, in under 13 minutes and a goal got close to 17 minutes tonight only one shot even had two pims so like 17 minutes and two pims is yeah you know that usually that cuts into your time on ice but he still put up 17 minutes so coach looks impressed yeah i mean it's not on one hand, let's not read too much into it. I mean, there's Montreal in the first game, New Jersey. Then they've got L.A., Chicago, Anaheim, New Jersey. So they have a – on one hand, they, he's going to have lots of good games to get settled. So he might even go off for a few games here. But just keep that in mind is Detroit's got such an incredible schedule uh, to start with. So just be be wary. But, uh, man, I mean, six foot six. Throw him out on the ice with uh, Mo Sider, and Detroit's starting to turn into a pretty scary-looking team, actually. Liking them more and more and more. So I'm watching this uh, Battle of Alberta while we're recording. McDavid just scored a goal, assisted from Evander Kane on the power play. Looking like Kane's the net front. Uh, maybe just for this one, maybe they're trying something, but uh, it worked. It was a pretty good pass, so heads up. Heads up on that one. Uh, last bit of news here is just it's going to be such a long season for Arizona and Chicago fans. And um, it's been a while since we've had like a default streamer suggestion just be- stack against a certain team. Like I think we're going back to Colorado the year before they like got good, where they were giving up 10 goals like three times a season. It was nuts. It was just stack against Colorado. Uh, I think we're there. So just stack against Chicago, Arizona, and uh, you'll be all right. Good advice. All right, let's talk about last week and um, things that stood out to us. Yeah, let's do that. Same guy is going to come up a lot for me in this episode, and it's uh, Travis Konechny. He's looking real good. He's just had a great start, right? We've already mentioned it, four points in two games, uh, over 21 minutes in the first game. I'm not sure how many minutes he got tonight, but I'm sure it's around the same power play points couple of hits couple of blocks so i mean right now he's doing what they'd hoped a few years ago what i'd hoped a few years ago this whole time he's just seemed like he's gonna be a tortorella player he's gritty with talent a bit of a dickhead all tortorella qualities (laughs) so i think he's gonna get you know, and, and no competition, right? Very little competition. So it seems like he's going to get all the opportunities. I actually think he's going to kind of relish in the hard-ass atmosphere. And, uh, yeah, four points in two games to start the season. So he had a, a great start, and um, I, I like it actually going forward. Yeah, like you said, not two points per game, but, I mean, you know, back in that 70-point pace might not be a stretch this year. 
I might take the under on 70, but I do think he'll he'll wind up leading. Like, he'll be the most fantasy-relevant flyer. And I'm including Tony D'Angelo in that one. I'm going to go on my take here and just... I just wanted to talk about Arturi Lekkanen and Val Nishushkin. I mean, Lekkanen is 70% rostered, Nishushkin 79. So it's not like we're going out and uh, picking these guys up. But if they are available, you should definitely be paying attention to these guys. Uh, you, you can't play every game against Chicago, but they looked really good. I mean, you're going to dummy Chicago. You, the first, like, that's your banner-raising ceremony game. You don't get a better game, right? They're just, they go out and they just bully Chicago. Lekkanen and Nishushkin, all their points are power play points at this point. Lekkanen's got four, two goals to assist, four PIMs, all power play points, five shots. Nishushkin, three goals, all on the power play. I don't know. They're they're playing crazy minutes. Like Lekkanen's averaging over 20. Nishushkin had 24 minutes in his first game. Or no, 24 minutes against Calgary, to over 20 against Chicago. So like 22 minutes a game. It's nuts. Let's dip into Zach's, and he's just, he's talking about... Seattle scoring goals, which it's true. It's happening. It has happened. <laughs> it yeah. has happened so far. The one guy who I know, I feel bad even saying it in Zach's stead here, but Beniers, man. Yep. Oh, yeah. marcheso has got a goal tonight. I'm looking at the uh, Seattle game. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Seattle is... is uh, had a few guys who who got a, off to a surprising start, and with their schedule coming up next week, with uh, three off nights, might as well, might as well dip in. If there's a time to dip into Seattle players, it would be right now. Yeah, I think Matty Beniers is probably you know surefire long term target here. Like I think he could be a hold right behind him. You know, Ali BJ is going to be showing up a lot for me. Uh, Bjorkstrand, one goal, one assist, nine shots on goal through uh, a couple games here. And then, you know, Burakowski looks really good. There's still 13 pe- 13% of uh, Yahoo players rostering Shane Wright. And I just want to, like, I don't know if they're keeper, dynasty, what's going on. But if you're in a redraft league, you can get rid of that guy. Uh, 614 in his first. I think he got scratched uh, for this game coming up here. So, yeah, you can get rid of him. Uh, I'll be looking at Brandon Tanev quite a bit, too. Uh, going into next week. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got a couple of things to say about that guy. <laughs> and that's always the best. He's one of those guys where you're like, I hope he's doing good because I just want to talk about him. He's definitely uh, definitely had a strong start. I haven't seen his picture this year, though. That's the one. It's thing. Yeah, he's he's still doing it. Okay, good. He's still doing it for sure. Uh, tips of the week. Um, you know, mine, mine was that Flyers are the only team that have a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back. I kind of talked about this. Uh, a little bit. They're both kind of off nights. I think Tuesday has eight games, which is exactly half the league. So it depends on uh, what side of the fence you want to be on there. It could be half or less of the league. So that's kind of an off night. Uh, you know, if you go, uh, you know, a flyer and one of Seattle and Florida, who you'll find out have uh, the better schedules this week, I think you can get quite a few starts. So that that's probably what I would do. Look at somebody like Konechny, uh pair it with like a Tanev or a Bjork strand and just ride those guys for the week. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, my tip of the week, it was, you know, make your adjustments in that and kind of correct for your poor drafting or weird starts or whatever, but don't panic. It's not time to panic yet. This is like, this is the week two preview. So we're not even into week two yet. And as we've already mentioned, like, weird shit always happens for the first week or two like oh my god buffalo's the best or san jose's the best <laughs> or you know whatever thatcher demko's not gonna win a game all season you know uh, yeah no uh, are you guys own two yeah we are yeah we are oh shut up yeah, um weird things yeah weird and you're things. two and you're two and oh i get it which is really weird <laughs> it is but you know don't don't freak out you know we're two maybe three games in depending on the player um I think for myself, there's a bit of a longer leash. I don't know if I'd say a longer leash, but I, I'd accept more freakish things happening right now. Um, like you said about Marc Andre Fleury and people like that. Yeah, perfect it, example. It's just like he's not all of a sudden terrible. You know, like the age he's at, he's going to slowly get worse and worse and worse. 
you know, just because he's friggin' 40 years old, but it's not like you just stop being good or you don't just start being good. So whenever you see that happening, particularly at the start of the year, particularly, I mean, honestly, considering it's the first normal season in several years too. So people aren't used to the fact that it's normal even. (laughs) So there's going to be some settling in. So just, you know, make adjustments that are necessary, but don't freak out, especially with your key players. That's my advice. I'm I'm sort of talking to myself right now because I'm kind of looking through a couple of my rosters like, shit, should I be getting rid of this guy or not? But, yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I haven't been able to. I know Zach said, like, you know, you're just looking at your roster with Ryan Johansson on it. Uh, I just, I haven't found somebody that's doing better yet. So uh, I'm waiting, waiting to see. Uh, let's get into the schedule breakdown here. So Monday's got nine games. Tuesday's that, like, half off night, half kind of not off night. Wednesday is an off night with three games. Thursday has 12. Friday, very light with three. Saturday, 13. Sunday, five. Um, So games played leaders, there are 12 teams that are playing four games. The teams that have four games and three off nights are Florida, Seattle, and Philly. If you do count that Tuesday with eight games as an off night, um, I kind of do. Two off nights with four games, Anaheim, Colorado, Columbus, New York Islanders, and San Jose. Four games, one off night. Boston, L.A., Vancouver, and Winnipeg. So the the best teams that you probably want to look out for are Florida, Seattle, Philadelphia. And I think, you know, we've we've talked enough about Travis Konechny. That's probably a really good place to start. You know, those those Tier 1 teams, Florida, Seattle, Philadelphia. I think Tier 2 are all those two off night guys, Colorado, Anaheim, Columbus, San Jose, New York Islanders. Um and for the third week in a row, St. Louis has the worst schedule. Um, they only play two games, and Chicago also only plays two games. So really weird. Uh, let's get into some guys that uh, – I'm sorry, if you had something, go for it. No, I was just burping, actually. <laughs> I'm drinking these tequila smash uh, prickly pears, and they're, they're really fizzy. They're delicious, though. Holy shit. I got my Red Bull. Uh, long-term options. So if there's anybody that you're looking at this early in the season, so it's, it's weird. Like at the same point, we're talking like, don't make rash decisions based on, you know, don't make long-term decisions with long-term implications based on one week. But here we are saying like, hold these guys or, uh, you know, at least give them a shot. I think is maybe the best way to put it. Uh, mine was Martin Nietzsche. We talked a little bit about him. We kind of already talked about Matty Beneers, but I think Nietzsche is somebody really worth mentioning. He's 26% rostered, so he's out there. Uh him and Sveshnikov are looking are looking good. And that's that's a line that's clicking right now, so there's no reason to break it up. So I think there's there's stability at least for the shortish long term. It's uh, that's always been a bit of a thing in in Carolina is finding someone to complement Sveshnikov who's not necessarily Aho, who <laughs> compliments everybody. Um so yeah, I, I could see that uh being a thing Ah, i feel gross about that one but i do agree (laughs) i do agree with both of those ones my long-term hold is not really a pickup at this point Uh, i was talking about logan thompson because i mean now he's up to 80 percent owned so he's not really a guy you're going to pick up now that everybody knows he's off to a hot start vegas is looking decent you know he's probably uh, with a hot start that was kind of the the caveat with him was if he gets off to a hot start he's probably the starter if he doesn't have a good start he's probably not the starter i think myself like a lot of people drafted him late um thinking he was kind of a risk that you're probably going to end up dropping and if you did that like i did i think you gotta hold him right now and probably gonna end up being a decent hold for the season considering I know the two leagues I got him in it was in the last couple of rounds and I have seen in a league or two where he went undrafted so even though he's up to 80% now if you kind of picked him up in the fashion that I did where it was like pick up hope to get a couple of games and expect to drop him I think you can probably expect to keep him for a while if Toronto wasn't like they had a scramble around a little bit today they're at max rosters that you're allowed to have as an NHL team. So they had to wait to put uh, Murray on LTIR to bring up um, Shogren. So like, I would think that maybe they were in talks with Toronto. You know, do you want a Laurent Persuade? Do you want an Aiden Hill? But I'm with you. I think Logan Thompson, you know, through two games looks really strong and there's no reason to really, you know, there's no reason to, to break that right now. So I like it. 
Yeah, just more that it was an unexpected, like a half expected, but it was a risk. And and realistically, he has been good every game that he's ever played in the NHL. So I like that. It's not just a hot streak. It spanned like over the end of last season into this season. So I'm I'm pretty sold on the guy, to be honest. All right, Zach is checking out the Google Docs, so he's got to be loading up any second now. So let's get into the waiver wire segment where we talk about um, the guys that we're looking at for this week. Yeah, why don't you kick it off here? Streamers. Yes, this is the funnest part. It's very, very exciting to be back picking streamers for a week preview with a little bit of data to go on. Because last week, you know, week one, we were like hoping and and praying guys were going to work out. But now we're, we're starting to have a little bit of data to go on. And mine could not be more obvious um, for this upcoming week. And that's Ilya Mikheyev, 5% owned at this point. He's been practicing. He didn't play today. But with that uh, early week, back-to-back for Vancouver it's nice because he will be in for that and you can get a sense right away early in the week get two games in see if he's kind of fitting in or not and either way you can drop him and move on right after two games so I, I love that aspect of it that it's a bit of a risk but it's also gives you five more days to make up for it if it doesn't work out and he's been practicing with Pedersen and uh, Kuzmenko which they've been off to a really good start so far so I like that Today, during that uh, Vancouver-Philly game, Kuzmenko made a bad play, turned into a shorthanded goal by Scott Lawton, and uh, got bumped off power play one. So at that point, it was Brock Besser who regained his spot on power play one. We don't know how long Kuzmenko is going to be in the doghouse, but it does look like uh, like he was in the doghouse. When they pulled the goalie, he was he was the next forward out. So like you know, he's still an offensive option. I think Bruce, especially being the, uh, a veteran coach, is going to do things like that. Even with the hot start, like don't get too high in yourself yet, son. You had one good game. You're playing with the future of the franchise, um, but you still got to play defense. So I wouldn't take that too seriously. But uh, I mean, Brock Besser being on the power play, that's not a stretch either. So, yep, he's been there before. He can do it. Welcome to the show, Zach. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Where the fuck are we at? <laughs> We're in uh, streamer suggestions right now. We covered uh, long-term options. If you want to start there, you got Mason Marchment. We didn't cover him for you. I was going to say, can we talk about Major Mar- Mason Marchment? Already, <laughs> he's yeah. awesome. He's so good. I hear he's pretty good. How's he doing tonight? He has three, he has three goals this year. Uh, he got an empty netter tonight. Okay, well, they don't he ask how. Empty netter, but man, he's a. That's true. You know, in a month from now, we're just going to be talking about him having, you know, two goals. Hmm. What do you think <laughs> he's going to have a month from now? A month no, from now? I think I'm going to uh, I'm going to put him at seven goals a month from now. I'll take the over on three for sure. Like he's going to score another one in the next month. Man, I think so. I am, though. I'm excited about Mason Marchman. I, I told you guys this. It was a, it was just a, a bad idea. For the care or for the Florida Panthers to lose him, man, this one was this one was easy to see coming. Is the way I'll say that. He's a handsome guy. He's a good look. He's a good black hair, guy. blue eyes. You know how that uh, that does me dirty. All right, so Raj just talked about Ilya Mishiev as his first streamer suggestion. Uh, you know the rotation is going to be Raj, Zach, me. So take us into your first. All right, so my first one is Oliver Bjorkstrand. I already talked about Bjorkstrand quite a bit this episode. Top six, top power play. Seattle's got a pretty solid schedule. Done deal. I'm done. There's your drink. All right. I'll have one, too. Jaeger straight from the bottle, boys. That's how we do it. Jaeger straight from the bottle. And now I'm ready to talk about some Andre Burakovsky. Um, You. Dude. Left winger, right winger. He is killing it in Seattle. What the fuck? Like, I am surprised. I'm surprised, to be honest with you. Not tonight they're not scoring goals. Not yet. But they're looking looking different. What? They've scored double-digit goals in two, you know what I mean? In two games worth of goals. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, I will say I have seen goals. Seem It seems like we're having a lot of high-scoring games yep. so far this year, which is interesting and fun. 
all at the same time. But yeah, Seattle has been a big surprise. Uh, you know, I, I don't see them continuing too much. Like, it, I don't see that to be sustainable, and I think we can all agree on that. But they do have a good schedule next week. Yeah, his uh, his deployment is just Offense. as good, if not better, than uh, uh, than Bjorkstrand. So um, take your pick there. Top line, top power, top power play. There you go. And uh, Jared McCann just got moved up. So that's a, it's a nice top line. Matty Beneers, Jared McCann, Andre Burkowski. How about it? Did you guys get to talk about Matty Beignet already? Yes, we did. That sucks. See, I wish I was here for that. That's the way she goes, bud. Matty Beignet. All right, Rod, you're up with your number two. Who is it? Uh, my number two, uh, I'm holding on to the, the check games here. Uh, Nino. Nino Niederreiter. Another guy I had a, a hope for in the in the preseason, and so far three goals in three games. I like that. What more do you need to say? I mean, the shooting percentage is a little crazy, uh, forty something, but whatever. Yeah, um, six hits, so he's getting two hits and a goal a game. So I am gonna, I am gonna stick with that. Um, they don't have, you know, the, the best schedule, but they don't have the, the worst schedule. So I, I think he just is fitting in and he is, you know, he's proven to be a reasonable player. And as we've said before, he has hot streaks. Now this week they've got, he's playing heavy nights, um, but they've got LA Columbus without line eight and then Philadelphia when their hot streak's going to be over. So even though they're heavy nights, they have three winnable games with questionable opponents. So I'm, I'm looking for uh Nita rider to sort of continue Again, maybe not goal per game, but you know, a decent, a decent clip here. I like it. I wanted so badly to talk about Carter Verhage, and I wanted to have something to talk about, but uh, I don't. He has literally no stats at all. Just zeros tonight. Yeah, but he has played hockey. He has the deployment. He's got two shots tonight. Uh, time on ice is floating around seventeen minutes. Uh, the deployment's there. You know, he's on the top line with Barkov, but he just hasn't converted at this point. So, uh, you know, it's as good a stab as any when when you're looking at the schedule. Like Florida's, you know, they've got Boston, Philly, Tampa, and New York Islanders. So they they have three later off nights. Mm -hmm. You got to look at Brandon Montour. You got to look at Gustav Forsling. These guys are on the power play. Brandon Montour is on the top power play, which is really weird. Golden and assist today. Yeah, I mean, it's working. But you gotta just man, what is what is Paul Maurice doing at this time? So Pomo's he's kind of fucking it up. But uh, uh, I think maybe they took away his goal or his assist. But uh, it was a power play goal that he had. So looks like it's pretty stable there. A uh, bunch of blocks, couple pims, shooting's okay. Um, I I went a similar route. Did you? I did. I went with uh, I went with Anton Lundell. Decent deployment as well, just under 50%. So, I mean, he's more of a go look. He is a strict C. So, I mean, you you do have to take that into account. A lot of times, maybe you're, you know, you'll have a lot of centers. I mean, most of my teams do. You're not really hurting for centers, but um, if you are looking for a, a center, I, I think that uh, Anton Lundell at 40, 47% is definitely worth a go look. He did get an assist tonight. He hadn't had, had anything previously. Um, you know, in one game, though, he had, what, uh, four shots on goal in one game? Just didn't convert. Uh, I, I think it's going to happen just fine. Uh, so I like Anton Lundell, and even, even a little bit moving forward, to be honest with you. All right, Raj, finish her up here. Can do. Can do. Going back to the Seattle well, uh We've already mentioned him tonight, but um, Brandon Tanov. Uh, I like him again. I'm not a th super thrilled with them being down 5 nothing to Vegas tonight. I think that's probably a more realistic projection on their season. But Tanov, particularly in a categories league, you know, he's still winning the profile picture game. He's got a goal, uh, nine hits in two games. He's shooting, he's scoring, he's pimming, he's hitting, he's blocking. And given their schedule again, right, um, all those off nights, left wing, right wing, you can definitely get him into your lineup for all four games this week. And you're definitely going to get some sort of stat coverage from him. He's only 8% owned, so you can have him. 
you know you're going to load up on hits and he's he's another one of those players who does have these weird hot streaks of goals um and just with what whatever was going on Seattle maybe it's over tonight but I still would give uh, Tanev a chance for for next week yeah and he's one of those guys if you're in a peripheral league like you won't get nothing out of this guy so I dig it floor's floor's pretty safe uh, my last guy, I'm actually super high on this one, and I think that he comes with a, bra- a great price tag. Um, I'm going Travis Konechny here. Uh, in two games played, Travis Konechny has three goals and an assist. Um, he has three shots on goal per game. I think he, ha- he has six altogether. Um, but he's going to get you hits. He's going to get you blocks. At only 22% and being a right winger, this one makes all the sense of the world to me. He's top line, top power play. Um, now, do we think that Philly is sustainable? Probably not. Like I Probably know that not, they yeah. don't have, they don't have the firepower that other teams do have, but still the deployment is there. Um, he's going to be playing with Tony D'Angelo um, on that power play, who is going to be good on the power play. Like he's still going to be decent um, and get his points. But I do. I like this one for, uh, for Travis connecting here. 22%. Makes a lot of sense. All right. My last one is Ryan Strom. They got uh, four games, two off nights next week. They got the Rangers, New Jersey, Boston, and Detroit. So it's not the worst schedule to look at. But what I like is what Ryan Strom's been doing. They have him on the de facto top line, I guess you can call it. Like Trevor Zegras is getting, I don't know, six minutes or six seconds less than him or whatever, eight seconds less. But, um, you know, the shots aren't really there for Ryan Strom. That's never really been his thing, but he's got three points already. Um, a goal and two assists through two games, a power play goal at that too. So, I don't know. I, I think Ryan Strom, somebody to look at. He's 19% rostered at this point, but he is center only. But if you can get him in on those off nights, you'd be uh, you'd be pretty, pretty happy about it. All right. Uh, you took my banger option in Brandon Tanev, uh, but who do you guys like this week for, for your bangers? I went with Jamie Alexiak on this one. Only 1% owned, so he's definitely going to be out there and pick upable, if you will. Um, and dude, he has 12 hits in two games. You want a banger option? That's a banger option. Uh, you know, you sprinkle in three blocks, which, you know, he's definitely never been as much on blocks. But at the same time, he's also, you know, every now and then going to get you some points. But if you're looking for bangs, that man bangs. Top five in bangs so far. Absolutely. And I've got an old standby, Ferraro, Mario Ferraro. Uh, he's only 10% owned, 10 hits through through two games. Or sorry, 10 blocks through two games. Two points. One of them on the power play. Uh, you brought him up last week. He's um, he's doing stuff. He's doing lots of stuff. And still only 10%. 10% owned, 23, almost 24 minutes a night. So they're leaning on him. Those kind of blocks are... are five a game that's crazy and the hits will be not far behind he's got like one and a half off nights he's got that sort of half off night on tuesday and then he's got the sunday so that's nice whenever whenever bangs are are necessary ferraro should be near the top of your go checklist gotta be in the conversation at this point uh sticking in seattle i think um adam larson is somebody that i'd be looking at he's always sturdy as hell for for periphery, uh, 9% roster to this rate. He's got six hits, five blocks through two games, and they're, you know, I'm sure he'll have more stats by the end of tonight. Six shots on goal to go with it, which is uh, pretty nutty for Adam Larson. Like He's usually just a hits-blocks guy, but uh, it's good to see some shots. He's already got a goal on the season, which I did not expect to find when I was looking at his stats, but good for him. Good for him. I think honorable mentions, like we brought up a bunch of them. You still got to be looking at David Krejci, Luke Coonan. 24% on David Krejci. This shit is ridiculous. Well, think about it. This time last week when we were talking about him, he was 10%. So he's he's more than double. There is nobody in Seattle that is above 50%. So you can go get anybody <laughs> in Seattle. Jared McCann's on the, the top line. Bjorkstrand's in the top six. Burkowski. Um, Justin Schultz is their top power play defenseman right now. So... Uh, both of his points are on the power play. He's got two assists so far, both of them power play. Uh, yeah, that's it. So let's talk goalie streams. Um, Monday, Tuesday, the back-to-backs there, Anaheim, Boston, LA, Vancouver. We saw 
Linus Olmark get the first start in Boston. He is 57% rostered as uh, as this was written. I like I, I like that call. Thank you. I thought it was a good one. Um, uh, I, that's definitely where I would go first. Uh, we don't know. He could get uh, he could get Ottawa. He could get um, he could get the Panthers. But we'll see. I also do like Cal Peterson. To be honest, um, so he would be either playing the Red Wings or Nashville. Both are winnable. Both are losable. Um, but still, Cal Peterson. I kind of like that. And. Then we have uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday, Philadelphia. I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hard to trust. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up. Uh, don't do it, son. Uh, he's zero percent owned. <laughs> Swedish. Yes. I like yep. it. I like yeah. that choice. Uh, who's that? It's it's Samuel Erson at this point. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's hard enough to trust Carter Hart. Then you got to look at the backup. It'd be that sounds brutal. Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, you got Winnipeg with the back-to-back David Riddick. Um, you know, Car. Just, just so you know, though, Carter Hart is only fifty-seven percent owned in Yahoo. That's true. He's available. That's true. Just, no, he's available. just to just, I'll, I'll, I'll just throw that out there. If I'm picking up somebody, I'm definitely not picking up Urson. But I mean, a Carter Hart at fifty-seven percent. It might be worth it to take a look if you if you want to get with something. He could be the who, so he could. He could. Um, all right, David Riddick. He's one percent rostered. That is a back to back that includes Colorado and Vegas. I am gonna pass. I'm gonna, it's gonna be a fucking hard pass for me here. Oh, Winnipeg is gonna get smoked next week. They got but de- I like David Riddick, and oh fuck Vegas, fuck Vegas. I wouldn't really likely say that's that. who he's gonna likely that's who he's gonna be playing, and I can give a shit about Vegas. But what I, the what they scored one goal tonight? Two. Oh whoa ho, ho, ho. Sorry about that. He scored two goals. I'm gonna pass. Uh Friday, Saturday, Hard. Colorado and Tampa. So we're looking at Pavel Francouz. We're looking at Brian Elliott, if that's what you want to do. Brian Elliott would probably see the New York Islanders uh from Tampa. But Pavel Francouz, that back-to-back includes Seattle, which is probably going to be his game, and then Vegas. Uh, I'm with you. I like Francouz here against Seattle. Only 55% Pavel Francouz. Check him out. He plays hockey. It's the ice sport. And then the weekend. Yeah, buddy. Saturday, Sunday is chock-full. Um, If I'm going anywhere, uh, I think I'm actually going to go, you know, even who looks like a starter. I'll just take both of these, James Reimer at 26%. And then I also like Capo uh, Kakinen. Um, only 8% owned. I'm not off the Capo Kakinen train. I can't help myself. But still, my thoughts is it seems viable to me. Um, he's going to either play the Devils or the, or the Flyers. Um, I don't think that the Flyers is sustainable. I do think the Devils are still going to have an uptick, but they have shown like... You know, they don't have it all together um, right away at the beginning of the season. Um, so I actually like Kakinen in this one. Yeah. Um, I don't hate Varlamov. You know, those matchups are going to be tough. Uh, the New York Islanders, they see Tampa and Florida, um, you know, doing yeah. the Florida road trip. Yeah, it sucks. But Varlamov, he's he's the best backup of anybody that we're talking about. Like Columbus, Tarasov is going to see Pittsburgh or the New York Rangers don't want any part of that. Um, you know, Carter Hart's probably going to see Nashville on, on a Saturday. And then you're probably looking at uh, Samuel Erson against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, again, don't want any part of that. So I'm with you. I like San San Jose probably the best. And then, you know, if hey, you're in, if you're in, go. if you're in dire straits, like Varlamov's out there, man. Yeah, the weekend back-to-backs are tough. Tough opponents for, for a lot of those guys. Columbus has got Pittsburgh and New York. Islanders have both Florida teams. So I'm going to avoid those at all costs, personally. Zach, I see you have wow. a uh, <laughs> you have a spot start here that you're really digging, is whoever plays Chicago from Seattle on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, 
I think that's pretty smart. Like we talked at the top of the show before you hopped on. Like you remember a few years ago, we were just stacking against Colorado because they were that bad. Chicago's that bad. They might even be worse. <laughs> so pick up any goalie that plays Chicago. That and they're available, obviously. Like Philip Grubauer is 30% owned, but Martin Jones, I like fucking Martin Jones. I don't hate Martin Jones. He is not an awful goalie by any means. Uh, dude, there was there was days you gotta where I was Gotta turn that into a sound happy. clip, Raj. I was lit. Hey, no, I'm serious. There was days where I was happy as a Flyers fan to see Martin Jones trotting out there on the ice. I was like, okay, we might actually have a chance of winning this one. Because Carter Hart was in the middle oh, of shitting man. the bed for the entire year. I hated listening to this whole thing. I actually have an affinity for Martin Jones, so fuck y'all. I like how the compliment slowly degraded. Like, I like Martin Jones. I don't mind Martin Jones. Some days I was happy to see Martin Jones in net. He's not that bad. <laughs> That's kind of the only way yeah. you can talk about him. That's what, dude, I'm telling you, I, I got an affinity for the man. I'll, I'll take me some Martin Jones. Just for the listeners at home, Zach was holding a bottle of Jaeger the entire time, which, <laughs> which is honestly the only way that you're allowed to talk about Martin Jones in a positive manner is if you have a handful of liquor <laughs> streamers of the week one guy that if if you only had one pickup to make uh which guy do you like for this week i notice all of us have seattle kraken yeah personally i just didn't want to say connectney's name anymore because we've all talked about him so much in this episode but he would be i think my guy uh, just because he should be owned at this point. But I, I, for my pick of the week, I'm going Brandon Tanev just as an overall, all across all kinds of leagues, good schedule, off nights, hits, sometimes scores. But I, I, like, uh, I like Brandon Tanev. I'm going to endorse Brandon Tanev this week. There you go. I mean, I think we all obviously went with Seattle because of the schedule and specifically because of the schedule. And that's why we all took these players, but still I'm sticking with Andre Burakovsky here. Um, top line, top power play. Don't get me wrong. I like brand T- Brandon Tanev for the all around. Like he really, he really is. He's a, he's a, uh, a man for all seasons, if you will. But uh, Burakovsky, he going to get you points and he's going to, and it seems like he's going to continue to get a decent amount of them. I'm right there with Raj on this one about Konechny, at least like he's he's kind of the ad at this point. But that Saturday game is what sways us towards Seattle Kraken. Their schedule is brutal. Carolina, St. Louis, then Colorado and then Chicago. So like the Chicago game is fucking clutch. Like but they're still playing on they're still playing on off nights. And that's yeah. what matters. Yep. That's what matters. So for me, it's Oliver Bjorkstrand. If, if you got the room, like I checked in our listener leagues, he's already picked up like ashley already picked him up and uh i don't know or maybe she drafted him i forget but man that fucking sucks because i really wanted him there's nobody left from like even alan picked up brandon tanev already uh yeah there's nobody in the listener league at this point so um go see if you got any seattle kraken left over hey before we um before we sign off or, or get too far away from our bangers i, j- I have to give a shout out to uh our 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 five hole guy marty febs 15 hits oh, yeah. 15 hits in two games so far and he, is he leading is he leading the league leading the league in i hits, believe so uh, i believe in so. two yeah. two games 18 and a half minutes 22 percent rostered so i yeah. we should have said him but we always say him and also you know who is tied for second in the league is alex ovechkin 13 hits in two games. Way to go, bud. Not that you're going to pick him go. up, but that's but that's awful. no, But that's normal. Yeah. He always gets a ton of hits. That's not like anything crazy. No, I just think it's awesome. He's, whatever, 75 years old, and he's playing 22 and a half minutes and still hitting 13 hits in two games. I love that. Yeah, man. All right, that's going to close it out for the week one preview. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope... Uh, Sorry I was late. You know, we may do. I don't know. I was Sounds hoping, better coming from me. Yeah, I was hoping it was going to be like reassuring or nice or something, but it really came out like, "Hey, we don't fucking, we don't care." Fuck <laughs> <laughs> these guys. Yeah, don't even come next time. Fuck it. Uh, no, but you know, it is what it is. You got a job and it's early, so you got to be there the whole fucking time. That shit sucks. Got to like, as a chef especially, you got to lead by example, or uh, or your team's not going to give a shit. Yeah, so. like what? What's the? Why should? 
they'd just be doing all the cleanup work and stuff like that. Believe me, I don't love it. But like I said, you know, it's right at the beginning and I'm getting everything in order. In the future, it won't be that way. But for the near future, it will be. So the next episode we have is Tuesday Trends. I think, you know, still pretty early to talk about trends. But if there are guys that you want us to bring up, uh, feel free. Uh, you know, hit us up in the Discord, hit us up on Twitter at FHF Hockey. Hit us with those guys that are too cold, that are hot, that are looking uh, pretty, you know, pretty good at this rate. But the problem is just like sample sizes inflate on sustainability so much. Even an 82 game sample size, like statistic- statisticians like tens of thousands of data points. So even 82 games is small uh, data sample. So I don't know where I was going with that, guys. I think this gin's <laughs> kicking in. Um, it's also after midnight. So anyway, uh, hit us up for Tuesday trends. We got the mailbag coming on later in the week. Thanks for listening. And uh, we love you guys. Bye. Love you. Love you, Matt Baldy. Good night.